Hello, 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 and welcome to the Little Seal English Podcast. My name is Ronan, and today we are going to talk about things that are useful, and we're going to talk about things that are useless. What are some idioms you can use to describe something that is useful? If I say to you that your idea was as useful as a wheelchair with pedals, is that positive or is that negative? Is your idea good or bad? If I say to you that you've hit the nail on the head, is that good or is it bad? What about to come in clutch? Man, your idea came in clutch. Thanks a million. Or is it Man, your idea came in clutch. What the fuck were you thinking suggesting that? Well, if you don't know the answers, keep listening. Because this podcast is all about usefulness and helpfulness. And of course, if we're talking about that, we must talk about the opposites. So altogether, we're going to talk about some different adjectives for describing usefulness and uselessness. We're going to talk about positive and negative idioms for it. And then we're just going to have... Just some concluding remarks. And, oh, sorry. Then we're going to talk about responding to bad ideas. So if someone suggests something that's not going to work, what do you say? What do you say without making the person cry or without making the person too upset? Keep listening to find out. My name is Ronan. This is the Little Seal English Podcast. Thank you for listening. Let's get to it. Let's... Take a look at just some positive, not so much idioms, but just like phrases that you can use for something that is useful. So if someone has an idea and the idea is actually useful, you could say it's incredibly beneficial. And if something is incredibly beneficial, it is just incredibly helpful. Beneficial, nice academic adjective there. Spot on is another more informal phrase that you can use. Man, what you said was spot on. It was perfect. That was spot on. Don't do it any differently. His idea was spot on. I don't know how he figured it out, but he did. Someone could say something is a step in the right direction. And that just implies that something is positive and you're moving in the right way. It might not be the final solution. It might not be uh, the everything that you need. But it's a start and you can build on it. So your idea was good. It wasn't great, but it's a step in the right direction. And, and it gives us something to work with, for example. Now with that one, you could also say that a person is on the right track. And when a person is on the right track, they are going in the right direction. They're not there yet. They're not finished. But if they continue, they're going to get there and they're going to be finished and it's going to be positive. When a person has a great idea, you can say they hit the nail on the head. And so that's another positive response to something that is useful. Hey, Ronan, how's this suggestion? Oh, Ronan, you hit the nail on the head. Thanks. When a person says something that is just right at the right time, they hit the nail on the head. So, it implies that a person has accurately identified something, but also found the perfect solution. A person has accurately identified the perfect solution for something. They've hit the nail 
on the head. You could use it in a conversation when you're just chatting with some friends and you're all trying to figure out why a person did something and someone gets it. Man, you hit the nail on the head. You're so wise. Can you think about a person who always knows the right thing to say to you? Can you think about a person who just someone you can go to that you can rely on for solid advice? Maybe there's a person who you can go to and you're able to vent to them and they always know what to say, even if it means saying nothing at all. That's a person you could say who knows how to hit the nail on the head. Man, I love talking to that person. They always hit the nail on the head with their advice. Can you think of a person who never hits the nail on the head with advice? To be honest, we don't really use this idiom in the negative sense. It's usually just in the positive. But I can think of several people in my life that when I need help or when I need advice, I can go to them. And they will hit the nail on the head with their advice. So, just to revise those more positive phrases or responses to uh, something that someone has done to something that to something that is useful it was incredibly beneficial spot on a step in the right direction to be on the right track and you've hit the nail on the head so all those are positive ways to talk about something to talk about how something is useful all of those. It could be a suggestion. It could be something that someone gives you. It could just be a bit of advice that someone gave you. Man, that advice was incredibly beneficial. Thank you so much. That advice was spot on. It was just what I needed to hear. So think about some things in your life or some times in your life that you could have said that was spot on. Was it advice or was it something that someone did at work? Now, for everything that is useful, there's obviously useless, the opposite. And sometimes, you know, people come up with ideas that are just useless. They come up with ideas that are just not beneficial at all. And we're going to talk about those now. And we're going to look at, say, five different ways to talk about something that is not useful. Five different adjectives. Number one, ineffective. Number two, impractical. Number three, inefficient. Number four, irrelevant. And number five, inadequate. In, 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 ear. Sorry, in, im, in, ear, and in. The different prefixes. (laughs) So number one was ineffective. And when something is ineffective, it is just not going to achieve the desired results or goals. Man, your idea was ineffective. It was never going to work. Very similar to impractical. Now, ineffective, but impractical. I am. Impractical. And it suggests that something might be good, it might work, but it's not practical, it's not feasible for the given situation. That new technology is incredibly impressive. But I think it's too impractical for our small business to implement. 
Yes, your idea is amazing. Your idea is good. Your idea will work. But it's too impractical. We don't have the resources to implement that type of plan. Come back to me with something that is more practical. So impractical, it doesn't mean it's not going to work. It just means that we are unable to do it. We are not able to implement the plan. We do not have the resources to do it. I mentioned how something is inefficient. Inefficient. God, I hate things that are inefficient. I've been working as a teacher for nine years as an English as an additional language instructor. And I have created some very efficient methods to testing. I've created some very efficient methods for contacting my students or for creating resources. And I love efficient processes. I love processes that just go well. Step one, step two, step three, step four, finished. Those are efficient. I hate processes that are inefficient. I hate inefficiency as a whole. Inefficiency will cause unnecessary delays. Inefficiency will mean people are angry. Inefficiency will mean that people are not working to 100%. That the system is not working to its uh, capacity or it's not working to its potential. So if a process is inefficient, if a person's idea is inefficient, if something is inefficient, it is just not useful. It's not worth it. Yes, your process works, but it's too inefficient. Look how much time we're wasting. Look how much money we're going to waste if we implement your plan. Can you come up with something that is more efficient, please? So inefficient, very negative adjective for something that is just a waste, essentially. You're not using something to its ability or for its purpose. I spoke about irrelevant, and that's using the prefix IR. Irrelevant. And that would suggest that something is just, well, it's not relevant, it's not applicable, it's not pertinent to a particular situation. Man, your suggestion is completely irrelevant to this current problem. Can you come back with something more relevant, please? And the information in this report is irrelevant to what we're doing. Why are you telling me this? As a teacher, I need to look at essays or presentations and find the irrelevant information. Just because someone says something doesn't mean it's relevant. And when people bring up irrelevant information, boy does it get annoying. In politics, people love to bring up irrelevant information. And what I mean by that is, you could be talking about a politician who you like or you don't like, and someone brings in something that is not related to the current situation. You know a person is losing an argument when they bring in irrelevant information, when they bring in information that is not connected to the argument, they are losing. The information in this report is irrelevant to our current research project. The information in this report is not connected. It's not pertinent to our current research project. It doesn't make a difference for our current research project. It is useless information. 
As a teacher, like I said, I need to listen to make sure students are presenting relevant information. Irrelevant information is called fluff, F-L-U-F-F, and it's information that doesn't hold any weight. It's useless, get rid of it. And the last adjective I spoke about or mentioned in my list was inadequate. Inadequate. And that's what the prefix, the prefix I-N. And it just means that something is insufficient or it's just not going to work. Your suggestion was a start, but it's too inadequate to implement. It just won't work, I'm sorry. The current training program is inadequate for our students. We need to revise it. Sometimes teachers are teachers do not have the ability and they are inadequate to teach online. They are unable to teach online. Me personally, I feel I am more than adequate to teach online, but I know a lot of people who are inadequate at teaching online. They're unable to teach online. They fail to reach the minimum standard for what you need to teach online. So, overall, some adjectives for describing how something is not useful. Ineffective, impractical, inefficient, irrelevant, and inadequate. Now, get out there and use those adjectives for describing things that are not useful. All right, let's have a look at some of the negative idioms for describing usefulness. You know, we often use idioms in response to what people say. We often use idioms to convey a message in just one sentence instead of a couple of different sentences. And honestly, it can just paint a thousand words. You know, we have that phrase in English, a picture paints a thousand words. Well, so do idioms. And the following idioms are very descriptive idioms. Well, well, some of them are very descriptive. But let's just talk about them. So, I'd say these to some of my friends. And some of these could be used in a business context. But I'm going to let you figure out which are the more formal and which are the informal ones. At the end, I'll, if I remember, I'll read through them and just give you a list of formal and informal ones. But the very first one is as useful as a chocolate teapot. Yes, as useful as. Now, we use that construction a lot, and we use it to compare a person's idea to something else. Your idea is as useful as blah, 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 blah. Now, in that example, I said a chocolate teapot. A chocolate teapot, useless, terrible. What else is terrible? A glass hammer. A glass hammer is something that, you know, you're going to smash it once and boom, it's going to be broken into a million pieces. You could also say, as useful as a wheelchair with pedals. I love that one. Very inappropriate. As useful as a wheelchair with pedals. Man, your idea was as useful as a wheelchair with pedals. Man, do not invite, do not ask him for help. His ideas are always as useful as a bloody chocolate teapot. So, a few different variations of it there. And all of those in variations, all of those variations, the chocolate teapot, a glass hammer, a wheelchair with pedals, all of those 
are incredibly negative. You know, something is completely useless. It has no purpose and it will not work. All right, the second one we're gonna look at is to miss the mark. And this is not, a ne not necessarily a bad one. The mark is a target. The mark is what you're aiming for. And of course, if you say, oh, look, your idea was good, but unfortunately it just missed the mark. It was a good idea, but not what we wanted or not what we needed, or it was close to being what we needed, but unfortunately at the very end, it just didn't make it. So if something misses the mark, it's not effective. It's not what is needed or what was expected. Number three, something can be more trouble than it's worth. Sometimes people come up with solutions and they will work, but it's just going to be a very difficult process in implementing a person's solution or a person's idea. So imagine you're at work and, you know, there's a problem at work and someone has an idea and it will work. There's no doubt about it, but it's going to take a week for it to work. You know, you're going to have to get everyone to work on this project together because it's a very complicated idea. It's a very complicated solution. And in that case there, you can just say, look, man, your idea is really good, but it's just more trouble than it's worth. You know, we're going to spend a lot more time on it and invest more money and it's just not worth it. You know, this is one that can often be used with cars. You know, if you have car problems and your car is fairly old, it might be more trouble than it's worth trying to repair it. It might cost more than it's worth trying to repair your car. So cut your losses, get rid of it, get a new car. So if a person has a suggestion that is going to cause more work for you, it is more trouble than it's worth. You might get there in the end, but surely there's an easier way. Number four, it's a long shot. So while your idea is creative, it's a long shot to implement in this project. It's It has a possibility of being successful, but it's probably going to fail. You know, it's, it's not very practical. I don't believe it's going to solve our problems 100%. And the chances of it actually being successful are very, very slim to nil. Slim to nil is another one. So it's a long shot. It is unlikely to succeed. Sometimes a long shot might be all you have and you have to go with it. All right. The next one is like a one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest. Yes. <laughs> so try to picture that one yourself. A one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest. Well, that idiom absolutely suggests that someone is completely ill-equipped or unprepared for a situation. So when you say a person is like a one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest, they're not ready for whatever it is they're doing. And it's important that you say like a, like a, because that's the comparative situation there. That's the comparative setup right there. 
oh yeah those new hikers are like one-legged men in ass kicking contests they got nothing they're not able to do it you know there's been times when i've been up in the mountains and i've come across people who really shouldn't be there you know, they're, they're hiking, but they don't have any of the correct equipment or the correct gear. And of course, they could get into difficulty. Or if you're doing a new sport, maybe. Maybe you feel like a one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest. Have you ever gone somewhere? Somewhere new? And you know, you're watching everyone else do it perfectly, but you can't get it? Have you ever felt like a one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest? The first time I skied... I really felt like a one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest. I felt incredibly ill-equipped and incredibly unprepared for skiing. It didn't help that there were some kids who were there and they would just zip right past me as fast as possible. But for me, it was a pretty steep learning curve. So I felt like a one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest. I felt absolutely out of my depth I felt like I was useless. I felt that it was impossible for me to succeed. That is an absolutely beautiful one. And that is an example of an idiom that paints a thousand words. You know, earlier I said a picture paints a thousand words. Well, so does an idiom. And that idiom really, really gives you a vivid picture of the situation being discussed. All right, moving on to fall short. Fall short, very similar to come up short. And it just means that something was close to being successful, but unfortunately it didn't. You can use it in a variety of situations. I'm a teacher. Maybe one of my students is going to fall short. And that means that they're not going to get the required grade necessary to pass to the next level. If I feel a student is going to fall short... I'll have to go over, talk to them, and maybe give them a personal learning plan. You know, I don't want my students to fall short, but sometimes it happens. When something falls short, it doesn't meet the expected standard or level of performance. It's good, but it's not great. It has potential to be great, but it still needs a little bit of work. Man, your work is continuously falling short. We need you to work harder or get the fuck out. You're fired. Very harsh. So to fall short, to come up short, suggest that someone or something was close but didn't make it. You know, maybe they didn't have enough resources. Maybe their ability wasn't there and they were just unable to achieve something or do something. They fell short. Another idea, another way to talk about uh, usefulness or how something is useless, you can call it a pipe dream, a pipe, P-I-P-E. And that is very similar to a long shot, very similar to something that's not going to be successful. It's an idea that is unrealistic or too impractical to implement. I appreciate your enthusiasm. But your idea is a pipe dream at this point. We do not have the resources to implement it. You need to come up with another idea, please. I appreciate your enthusiasm. But your idea is a long shot right now. We do not have the resources to implement your idea. So, a pipe dream. Something that is just too difficult 
too impractical or too unrealistic to actually be achieved. World peace is a pipe dream. Do you agree or disagree? The climate crisis. You know, we have these great ideas, but a lot of them are just pipe dreams. It doesn't seem like anyone is going to implement them. Okay, so for the last 10 minutes, I just spoke about different idioms, negative idioms for describing something that is useless. I started off by saying as useful as, as useful as a chocolate teapot, as useful as a glass hammer, as useful as a wheelchair with pedals. And all of those are negative. None of those are very suitable for the office. But if you were to use one, chocolate teapot is the best or glass hammer. Best stay away from anything regarding disabilities. At work, that is. I spoke about how something missed the mark. And you can say, unfortunately, it missed the mark. Unfortunately, great way to set up an idea and to let a person know negative information is coming next. Unfortunately, you missed the mark. Unfortunately, your idea is as useful as a wheelchair with pedals. Pack your shit and get out. Unfortunately, it's more trouble than it's worth. So unfortunately, plus phrase. And it missed the mark. Eh, it wasn't quite exactly what we wanted. It missed the mark. Try again. I spoke about how something is more trouble than it's worth. When it's more trouble than it's worth, it's impractical. It's too too long of an idea. I spoke about it's a long shot or it's a pipe dream. Two very similar idioms. Like a one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest. One of my favourite. And if you are a one-legged man or if you are like a one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest, it suggests that you are completely ill-equipped or unprepared for a situation. So I felt like a one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest when blah 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 blah. Use it in response if someone is asking you, hey, how's the new guy doing? Him? Oh, he's like a one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest. Give him time, though. He might make it. The last one I spoke about was to fall short. Very similar to come up short. And it just means that, you know, you didn't quite get it. You were close, but no cigar. So those are all the idioms we use, like the negative idioms for talking about different things that are useful or different things that are useless. But there are also times, all of those idioms were useless. All of those idioms were related to things that are not useful. But now, let's have a look at the other ones. Let's have a look at the uh, idioms that are used when something is useful, when something is good, when someone has a suggestion and it's actually a useful suggestion or if someone has done something really good what can you say to that person or how can you describe what a person did well the very very first one that we're going to talk about is to come in clutch c-l-u-t-c-h and if something comes in clutch, it suggests that something was useful in a critical situation. You know, we're not talking just about a random situation. We're talking about a very important and a very critical situation. So your idea came in clutch. Thank you so much.
maybe your camping. I, I have to think of examples of a camping because I'm so used to it at this stage. And there's been times I've been camping and you might forget something. So let's say you're camping and you forget the tent peg, which means, you know, you're afraid your tent might blow away in the wind. What can you do? Well, you go into the forest and you get a branch or a twig and you try to make a peg yourself. And I've done that in the past and sometimes they come in clutch. And if they come in clutch, they are just exactly what you need at a critical moment. Critical moment, you know, a very intense moment. It could be a make it or break it moment. And this thing helped make it. It could be gum to stop some sort of leak. It could be a bit of gum to stop a leak in a pipe, for example. It's usually used for some sort of makeshift uh, makeshift help or solution to a problem and it came in clutch. So something really helped you. Use it in response to a person. Hey Ronan, how did that idea work out for you? Oh Ronan, it came in clutch, thanks a million. So use it in response to let a person know that you really appreciated what they did or what they gave you. Use it in response when a person says, hey, how was blah, 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 blah. That came in clutch. Thanks a million. Now, the second one, if you're talking to a person, you could say, hey, thanks for saving the day. Thanks for coming to the rescue. Two idioms that suggest that someone or something rescued a situation. Oh, his idea saved the day. Ronan came to the rescue with a wonderful idea, blah, 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 blah. Hey, thanks for saving the day last week. You really got us out of a hoop. So just a few different ones there. Save the day, come to the rescue. The next one is to pull out all the stops. And when a person pulls out all the stops, they do everything. They do absolutely everything they could to help you in a difficult situation. My car is in the garage right now. There's a problem with my car. I am really hoping the garage pull out all the stops. I actually had to switch garages because I felt the last one wasn't pulling out all the stops. It's really annoying when you have a good garage or a good mechanic and then it just starts to go downhill because that's been my experience. You know, I've had this one garage that I go to and I have been going to for years in Kelowna and I noticed a few new faces there. I noticed that the main manager guy who I'd always talked to is no longer there and he's not on the website anymore. And since then, they kind of have gone downhill and I feel they don't pull out all the stops like they used to. So I'm taking my garage, I'm taking my car to a new garage, hoping that they pull out all the stops because my current one don't seem to be. So to pull out all the stops is when you do everything to try figure out a problem or to help in a difficult situation. To pull out all the stops, you work very, very hard to make a good impression. Oh, my parents are coming. I'm going to pull out all the stops. I'm going to get everything ready for their, their great holiday in Canada, for instance. If someone has a really good idea or someone helps you with something big time, like really, really helps you, you can say, they saved your ass. Yes. My God, he saved my ass last week. Did you see what he did? 
When a person saves your ass or saves your bacon, that's a non, uh, that is a more formal way of saying to save your ass. He saved my bacon. And that implies someone prevented a disaster or a failure. Someone really helped out at a critical moment. So similar to coming clutch, if someone saves your bacon or saves your ass, they really helped you in whatever it may be. If you are working in the service industry and one of your workers calls in sick, you need to find someone to replace them. Because if you're working in the service industry and you're a worker down, it can be an absolute nightmare. You know, more and more customers come in, you're a man down, everything or nothing flows in the same way it normally would. So if a person comes in to cover, you can say, wow, they saved my ass. Oh, thanks for coming in, man. You really saved my ass today. You know, there's nothing worse when you're sitting at home, not scheduled to work, and then your phone rings. But look, there's nothing you can do. In that situation there, let's imagine you're the person who's sick and you're looking for someone to cover you. And if you find someone who will cover you, you can say that that person bailed me out. To bail out. B-A-I-L-O-U-T. And when a person bails you out, they are helping you to get out of a very difficult or problematic situation. The problem is you're sick. The problem is you're meant to work. The problem is if you don't work, your colleagues are going to be incredibly busy and probably angry at you for not going to work. So, if someone helps you, You can say, oh, thanks for bailing me out. Thanks for covering my shift. You really bailed me out. If you want to ask a person to help you, hey, Ronan, listen, I'm in a bit of a bother here and I was hoping you could bail me out by covering my shift this afternoon, please. I'll owe it to you and I will absolutely make it up to you. Oh, his idea bailed us out. I thought we were screwed, but his idea absolutely perfect just what we needed he bailed us out so to bail out a person is to really help a person get out of a difficult or problematic situation so folks um oh actually one more thing yes um if a person does have a really good idea and like these are just some reactions that we can say so a person has a really good idea you want to react to it and you want to like just get everyone's attention, you could say, get that man a cigar. Get that man a beer. I could kiss you. But you might get fired if you say that last one. I could kiss you, you know, workplace harassment and everything like that. Probably get called up to human resources. But you could say, get that man a cigar. Or you could say, man, I owe you a beer, for example, when someone helps you. Get that man a cigar is more informal and old. Get that man a beer or I'll get you a beer. I owe you a beer. Just some ways to show appreciation for what a person did. All right. So just to revise those idioms. The very first one was to come in clutch. The second one, I think, was to uh, save the day or come to the rescue. We had to pull out all the stops. 
we had to save my bacon or to save my ass and we had to bail a person out. And all of those are more positive than negative. Earlier, we looked at the negative ones. These are the positive ones. So folks, get ready to, not get ready, but what you should do is, you should start looking at using those idioms to describe different things. Go back and listen to this portion of the podcast again and catch the examples that I used as well because the examples are more off the cuff and maybe more natural. All right, what are we going to look at now? Now we're talking about responding to bad ideas. There have been times when someone suggests something that is just not practical. There are times when a person will suggest something that is useless. And there are times when someone suggests something or gives you a solution or an idea that is just absolutely counterproductive and you want to scream at them and give out to them for even suggesting something so impractical or stupid. What can you say in those situations? How do you respond to a bad idea? How do you respond to a bad idea without angering the person, upsetting the person, or just insulting the person? Well, there's a few different ideas. One thing that you could say is, that's an interesting idea. But have you considered blah, 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 blah? And you know, that that phrase or that response acknowledges the person's idea while suggesting an alternative. You know, it's an interesting idea. And it might have legs. But have you considered blah, blah, blah? Have you considered approaching it this way? Have you considered changing that part? Have you considered a very indirect way to give advice to a person or to make a suggestion about something? Now, another one that we can use, as opposed to that, is, I see where you're coming from, but I don't think it's practical because. I see where you are coming from. I acknowledge your idea. That's very similar to, that's an interesting idea. I see where you're coming from. I appreciate your input. All of those mean the same thing. And then you follow up with the negative part. You follow up with the main idea. I don't think it's practical. I don't think it's relevant. I don't think it's going to work. I don't think it's going to fly. Because it's terrible. It's too expensive. Were you high when you did this? Did you wake up today and decide to smoke some crack? I think I mentioned that in the last podcast. (laughs) But it's one of my favourites. That's definitely one that you do not say in response to a person. Oh man, your idea. Wow, what can I say? How long have you been doing crack, hey? Do you want to just tell us? Don't say that. So, I see where you're coming from, but I don't think it's practical because. Now, another way you can do it, a more neutral way. Hey, Let's explore this further and see if we can come up with a more workable solution. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm open to the person's idea. I'm open to the person's input, but we're going to need to do some work on it. It's a good idea, but it's not finished. It's a good starting point, but we still have a lot to do in relation to it. So let's explore this further and... 
Come on, man, let's explore this further together and see if we can come up with a more workable solution. Let's see if we can make some changes to your idea. Now, I mentioned already how I see where you're coming from. That's an interesting idea. And if you're a keen listener, you might have caught me saying, I appreciate your input. I appreciate your input, but I think we need to consider other options. Your input are your suggestions. Your input are the ideas that you put forward. And you can appreciate a person's input. And it's usually followed by something negative. I appreciate your input, but blah, 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 blah. I think we need to consider other options. I think we need to consider other routes. I think we need to consider other candidates. So you acknowledge a person's idea and then you uh, kind of just shoot it down. So those are some good phrases there for responding to bad ideas. That's an interesting idea. Have you considered? I see where you're coming from, but I don't think it's practical because. Let's explore this further and see if we can come up with a more workable solution. I appreciate your input, but we need to consider other options too. And that, everybody, is that. Thank you for listening. My name is Ronan. This is the Little Seal English Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, let me know. Please contact me. Send me a message on Instagram, on Telegram. Go to my website. Please do go to my website littlesealenglish.com. I'm starting to upload some freebies that you can download. I'm starting to get together a mailing list and big, big things coming. So do me a favor, go to my website, littlesealenglish.com. Take a look around and I hope you're all happy. I hope you're all healthy and thanks for listening. Chat to you soon.